We were singing Hardly Herald Angels Sing, and Pastor Armacost was saying how it's so, so full of doctrine. I just love this song at the end, uh, the last verse, one of my favorites. It's barely ever sung, but uh, bruise in us the serpent's head, Adam's likeness now efface, stamp thine image in its place. You know, Christ came to destroy, <clears throat> destroy the works of the devil. And there's a lot of works of the devil in us. Amen? He came to destroy the works of the devil in us. And uh, he uses the preaching to preach the devil out of us, so I hope we can do a little bit of that today. Um, turn, with, uh, turn with me in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. It seems like I'm always asked to preach during finals. I don't know why. Uh, hopefully you're still awake. I know some of you were late at night doing projects and uh, all concerned about uh, getting these projects in before finals. So I hope you're still awake enough to hear me preach. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to look at verses 10 through 13 and then jump to 16. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take ye, unto the, take ye unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore. Verse 16 says, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would Use this message, God, to help remind us of the spiritual warfare in which we are. God, I pray that you would help us to realize that we are soldiers, whether we like it or not. We are soldiers in the battle, and there's a battle against a great foe, a great enemy that we cannot stand against on our own. And Lord, that uh, he'll make lunch out of us if we are not in you. And Lord, I pray that you just help us to see the need to be in you, to be strong in you and in your might. And Lord, I pray that you would uh, convict us if we haven't been, if we've been negligent, if we've, been, uh, if we've uh, experienced dereliction of duty in our, in our own Christian life. Lord, I pray that you just use this message to speak to our hearts. pray these things, asking your power. In your name, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Now, ladies, I warn you, this is going to be a very masculine message. It's going to be, uh, have a lot of white warrior themes to it, but it's also for you as well. Uh, we are in the army of the Lord, after all, amen? And uh, when, I always tell people, when they get saved, whether they know it or not, they have enlisted in the army of the Lord. Now, some people in the army are cooks, some are uh, carrying, uh, are uh, driving, and some of them are, are even in the, can be in a band, and that's all they see the whole time they're in the army. In uh, in the Marines, I remember my recruiter played tennis for a couple of years. That's all he did is play tennis, and uh, so you have the support groups. But when someone surrenders to missions, when you surrender to uh, whatever calling God has for you, just serving God, uh, you're not just in the army of the Lord. You're in the combat division. You're in the the combat. You're going to be in combat, and you're going to be a target of Satan. Because, you know, as the Bible says, the harvest is great, but the labors are few. But Satan wants there to be fewer. And especially those who have surrendered to 
go into the fields, to labor in the fields. He wants the laborers to be fewer and fewer. And if he can't make you uh, leave the army of the Lord, if he can't make you to be one of those, uh, uh, if, if you decide to stay and be one of those few laborers, he wants to make you combat ineffective. He wants to make you powerless. And what's worse, he wants to make you harmless. The Bible says we need to be standing against the wiles of the devil. We have a devil who wants to knock us down. He wants to have us fall before him, before his wiles. We're wrestling against, not flesh and blood, we know that, but we are wrestling against principalities. We are wrestling against powers, powers that you cannot stand against. Rulers of darkness that have seen people fall for 6,000 years and they know exactly what to do. We're novices compared to what they've been through and what they have done to millions over the years. We need to withstand in the evil day, the Bible says, and having done all to stand. But we're not going to be able to stand if we're not strong. And this is my message, strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. When we read that here in verse 10, finally, my brother, and be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. We have two implications here. One is dependence on God. After all, we need to be strong in the Lord because we are weak. We need to recognize our weakness and recognize that we need to be strong in him. We need to be strong in the power of his might because we have no power. We see here depending on God, but we also see it's faith. Faith that we can stand if we're in the power of his might. It's trusting in him, but also faith that we can stand. That there are no excuses because we have a God in whom we can trust. We need to believe that we can stand and we need to depend on him standing. We need to recognize our own weakness, of course. But we, don't, we shouldn't use that weakness as an excuse for not standing. We need to realize that, yes, we can stand in the power of his might. And that's the key in the power of his might. The key is relying on him and not ourselves. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 and 6. There are many that have fallen before the temptations of Satan. We see that here in 1 Corinthians. In fact, there are our example. It says here in verse 5, 1 Corinthians 10, 5. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. They were overthrown Satan had his way with them. Now these were, these things were our examples to the tent that we should not lust after evil things, lust after evil things as they also lusted. They were fallen in their own lusts, like many a young people. But there are examples for us. The Bible says in verse 11, we're not going to see all the examples, but they were an example for us. It says in verse 11, now all these things happen unto them for examples. And they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. As I said, there are two things that we need to be uh, concentrating on. One is our weakness. If we think we can stand against the devil, we are very mistaken. He is strong. He is powerful. He is wily. He's got so much experience on you that you, you can't even imagine. I don't know how a Christian can spend a day without having prayed. I don't know how you can do it. 
And probably that's why you've fallen so many times. You cannot live the Christian life without being in God's word, without having your mind renewed every day. You're going to be lunch for Satan. You're going to be devoured by him because you are weak. You cannot stand. The Bible says you're, you're, you're foolish if you think you can stand. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. You will fall. But on the flip side of that, you can be strong in the Lord. And you can resist any temptation that comes to you if you are in him. Verse 13. There hath no temptation taken, but such as common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able. But will with the temptation also make a way to escape. That ye may be able to bear it. You can bear the temptation in the power of God's might. But that's the key. We need to realize our weakness. Realize that we cannot stand or we're going to fall, but then we need to realize there's no excuse to not stand. Because we can, we have our, like it says here, we have our escape. And the escape is our Lord Jesus Christ. We need to recognize our weakness, but we need to realize we can stand. Turn with me to, also in your Bibles, to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. I remember when I was a young man. God was calling me into the ministry. I fought it for four years because one of the things I thought I could not do is, was to stand. I thought, man, to be a missionary, that means I'm going to have to live a holy life that I know I cannot live. That means I'm going to have to live a, a, a life in a higher plane. And we must, if we're going to be serving God, live on a higher plane. Amen. And we can in the power of his might. We can live a life of victory over sin. The Bible says here in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, and so that was my dilemma when I was a young person at the age of 18 years old. But then I heard this verse here preached the day I surrendered to missions. Verse 9, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ might rest, on, rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and, and distresses for Christ's sake. For when, when I am weak, then I am strong. Yes, we need to realize that we are weak and we better realize that we're weak. But we shouldn't use that in the, as an excuse to fall before the temptations of the devil. What we need to realize is when we are weak, we can trust in God and that makes us strong. There's no excuse for falling. Turn with me to Proverbs 24, verse 10. Proverbs 24, verse 10. Proverbs 24, verse 10. And a lot of times we think, well, this is, this is just me. This is my way. I'm, I'm weak and God knows my weakness. Don't use that as a cop-out to fall before sin and fall before temptation. Proverbs 24. Proverbs 24, verse 10. Proverbs 24, verse 10. Are you there? It says here in verse 10. If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. When you fall before temptation, it shows your strength is small. It shows that you're a weak Christian. I don't like to hear that. That's true, men. You men that fall so easily before temptation, your strength is small. You're a weak Christian. It doesn't have to be that way. I'm not trying to get on you. But what it should show you is I need to be strong. There's something wrong with my character. 
There's something wrong with my Christian character. I need to be, I need to be standing in the power of God's might. Look what it says in Proverbs chapter 25, verse 26. A righteous man falls down before the wicked is as a troubled fountain and a corrupt spring. If you find yourself always falling before that wicked Satan, if you're seeing yourself always fall before, God, uh, before temptation, you need, to, you need to be honest with yourself and say, I'm a troubled fountain. I'm as a troubled fountain. I'm as a corrupt spring. My strength is small. I need to stop being a weak Christian. I need to stop trusting in myself. I need to trust in God. I need to stop making excuses for falling. You're a weak person if you always find yourself falling. Next time you're tempted, think about that. If I fall before this temptation is shown that I'm a weak Christian, I'm a corrupted spring, I'm a troubled fountain, I don't want to be that anymore. There's a saying, this isn't from the Bible. You've probably heard it, some of you men. In order to be a man of peace, you must first be careful, capable of real violence. If you're not, then you really are not a man of peace. You are harmless. There's no word of disdain for a man that he's just harmless. I hope you don't want to just be harmless. Goes on to say, a harmless man is not a good man. Listen to that. A harmless man is not a good man. A good man is a very dangerous man. He has a, but he has that danger under voluntary control. We need to be a dangerous man, a dangerous woman in the cause of Christ. We need to be a danger to Satan's forces. We need to be a danger to Satan's cause. We need to have some Christians that are combat effective and not combat ineffective because they're always falling before sin. Jesus strove. Jesus was able to, look, look what it says, go with me to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. So for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. Not too long ago, an acquaintance of mine was killed in Iraq. Maybe some of you heard about it. Shot four times, died in the arms of his wife. He knew what it was to endure a contradiction of sinners. <laughs> but a lot of us, we're still just trying to strive against sin and falling. If you're always falling before sin and a strife against sin, how are you going to be able to, how are you going to, be able to, later on, how are you going to be able to resist and endure a contradiction of sinners on the battlefield of the Christian life? Spiritual warfare, that's what we're in. When we give in to temptation, when we give in to lust, we're showing that we like to think we're a victim. No, you're not a victim. You're a corrupt spring. You're a troubled fountain. And there's no excuse for it. In fact, it's a dereliction of duty because we haven't prepared ourselves. The Bible says we need to prepare ourselves, and I want to talk about that. It's being strong in the Lord. So when the temptation comes, you can win the fight. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13. Words of admonition, words of wisdom here, admonishment. 1 Corinthians 
chapter 16, verse 13. It'd be good to post this somewhere, maybe in front of your mirror, where you can see it, young man and young woman. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 15, verse uh, 13. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men, be strong. God wants us to be strong. And a measure of your strength is how you stand against temptation. 2 Timothy chapter 2. You know, when I went into the boot camp in the Marine Corps, I weighed 144 pounds. I was, I was weak. I was weak physically. I got my, you know, I was doing my push-ups and things, you know, getting ready to go into boot camp. When I came out, I was 100, most people lose weight when they go to boot camp. I gained 18 pounds in boot camp, and it wasn't fat. <laughs> but you know what it was? It was training. It was the training. 11 weeks of training. You know what? God has given you some training. How many here have been saved for 10 years? Raise your hand. Okay, five years. Okay, you received 10 years of training, five years of training. Some of you have 15 years of training. So there's no excuse to be falling in the battlefield. You've got the training. It says here in 2 Thessalonians, uh, 2 Timothy, I'm sorry, chapter 2, I hope you're there. It says in verse 1, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. There it is again, be strong. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men. You've been hearing from your pastor, and you've been hearing from here for years the training sessions. You've had it. How to rely on the Lord. How to resist Satan. You've heard it over and over and over again. So why do, why do we continue to fall? Because we're not taking advantage of the training that we have. How are we going to be able to train others? And it says, commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. How are we going to commit it to others if we haven't learned it ourselves? Verse 3. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Time to put on our war face against Satan, against his temptations, and not be just playing with sin, just uh, dandling with sin and with Satan. It's time to put on a war face. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who was chosen to be a soldier. We're soldiers, whether we like it or not. And we're not just soldiers there as cooks working in the kitchen. We're on the front lines, or we should be. But are you ready for the front lines? If you're finding yourself always falling before temptation. So what can we do? Well, it's what we've been taught the whole time. We just need to remember. Strength comes from trusting and relying on God. First of all, it's trusting in his promises. Number one, trusting in his promises. Ephesians 6, 16. Go back to our text, Ephesians 6, 16. Ephesians 6, 16. Says to take the shield of faith, whereby we might be able to quench the fiery heart, fiery darts of the wicked. Fiery darts of the wicked. What are those darts? They're the doubts of darts of doubt. He gives us the doubt, the word of God. He gives us a doubt that we can stand. He wants to make us think, no, you know, I, I can't stand again. I can't resist this temptation. Yes, you can. In the power of God's might, yes, you can. There is no excuse. 
We have the promises of God. We have the promises of God that he'll be with us. We have the promises of God that he will destroy the works of the devil in us. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 2, let me quote it. For as much then as the children are partakers of the flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them, that's us, who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For years we were subject to bondage as unsaved, but praise God he delivered us. But he wants to continue to deliver you. He doesn't want you to go back into bondage. He's come that he might destroy the devil in us. That's what that third, fourth verse of Heart the Herald Angels Sing is all about. Turn with me to 1 John 3, 8. Or I'll just quote it from you, for you if you want. He that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested. That's why he came. That he might destroy the works of the devil. And we say, yeah, that's right. But he wants us to destroy the works of the devil in you. Let him do it. Allow him to do it. Don't make excuses. You need to trust in his promises. But you also need to trust in his might. That's what our whole text is talking about. Be strong in the Lord. Are you getting on, putting on your armor every day? Are you standing in the armor of his armor, of his might? I don't know how a Christian can, oh, I, I'm so busy. Man, I got up late again. Well, you know, I, I got to go to breakfast. I got to sustain myself. Well, I don't have time for the Bible, but I got time for breakfast. You see my girlfriend there. Why don't you spend time in the Word of God instead, amen? (laughs) If you have to do both, believe me, the Word of God is a lot more important. Because you're going to fall. The Bible says we need to be renewed. We need to put on Christ. Turn with me to, uh, when it talks about the armor, you know, when I was a kid, I used to think, man, I've got to remember all this armor. You've got the helmet of salvation. You've got the breastplate of salvation. Breastplate of righteousness, you know, you got the loins girded about with truth. Hey, you got how am I going to remember all these things? It's really one thing. Romans chapter 13. I mean, it is many things. You can think of it as that way, but it's really all wrapped up in one thing. Romans chapter 13. Romans chapter 13. Verse 12. The night is spent, is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. That's what we saw in Ephesians 6. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness and in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envy, but put on ye the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. How are we going to win the battle against Satan and our own lusts? It's by putting on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's putting on Christ every day when we have our devotions and when we're meditating on what God says, not just reading it, but meditating on it. And trusting what it says and applying it to our lives. We're getting our armor on. When we spend time with Christ, we're getting our armor on. When we say, God, I give myself to you again because I need to do it every day. We're putting our armor on. We're getting ready for the fight that's coming. And a fight is going to come. But if we're not ready for it, that's why we fall. We're not watching. Remember what I said? Watch thee, thee, therefore, quit you like men. You need to be ready for it. And you're not ready for it if you haven't been in the Word of God. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. 22 through 25. 
that ye put off concerning the former conversation of the old man, which is corrupt, according to the, according to the deceitful lust. We know all about that. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Every morning we need to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. The Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That happens when we're in the word of God. And we're applying it to our lives. And we're in prayer and we're saying, God, this is a new day. I need you again. Then it says in verse 24, that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. The Bible says without holiness, we cannot see God. Oh, we need to put on that new man every day. We need to renew our mind. We need to gird up our mind, the Bible says. We need to flush it of all the worldly influences and all the worldly philosophy. And we need to say, God, this is, and not only just in the morning, but the rest of the day. The Bible says, I love my favorite verse, in, uh, two verses in Proverbs chapter 3. You know, Trust in the Lord with all thy might, and lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. You need to be, we need to be acknowledging him every moment of the day. God, be with me. God, help me. God, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to have some, some people that uh, rub me wrong. <laughs> help me, help me to be able to be the right testimony before them. You know, I'm going to be tempted. I know what tempts me. And, you gotta, and, and, I, and I need to be ready. God, help me. And be standing in him all the time. Standing strong in him. Because if not, we're going to be mincemeat for the devil. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God, the Bible says. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The problem is we're not submitted to God. <laughs> we just get up in the morning, get ready for the day, and, then, and, and we just rush out the door, and we're not given over to God. We're not submitted to God. We're, the Bible says he will direct our paths. Many of our paths are pretty crooked. You know why? Because we're not recognizing him in all our ways. And our ways get crooked. The Bible says that we are tempted and drawn away from our own lust. Many times we're in lust, we're in league with the devil. Our, our lust is in league with the devil. It's, we need, it's time that we break that league with the devil and submit ourselves to God. And then the Bible says when we risk and resist the devil, he will, he will flee from us. And if he isn't fleeing from us, it's because we're doing something wrong. We're not submitting to him. We're not giving over to him. And that's why he's having a day with us. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves or submit yourselves, servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey. If we're not consciously giving ourselves to God, yielding ourselves to him, we're going to yield to our flesh. You know that. You are going to yield to your flesh. You're going to yield to your lusts. And you're going to lose every time. And it's a sign of your weakness. It's a sign that you're a traitor. You are. You're a traitor because God has given you the armor. When you decide not to put it on and you just decided to do it your own way, it's a dereliction of duty. <laughs> you know, if we were on the battlefield and I didn't have my rifle, man, I, I'd get chewed out by my sergeant when I. That's your life. And he said, you know, you, you do everything with it. You, you don't lose your rifle. You don't lose the word of God. You don't lose your weapon of prayer. It's a dereliction of duty if you take that shield and just put it off to the side. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, 14 through 18. Oh, turn with me to 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles. 
We need to be prepared. We need to remember our training. We need to put on that armor every day. Here we see an army in, Chronicle, in 2 Chronicles 13, an army that was prepared. They had 400,000 chosen men. These men were trained. But it wasn't just the training. They had applied that training. And they had to not just rely on themselves. Well, I do have the training. You know, I've, I, I've gone to church. You know, I know the deal. I know the, uh, do it by the numbers. I know what to do. It's more than just that. It's relying on him consciously every day. Verse 14. And when Judah looked back, behold, the battle was before and behind, and they cried unto the Lord. And the priests sounded with the trumpets. When it's time for the battle, when the temptation comes, we need to cry unto the Lord, the Bible says. The Bible says in verse 16, and God delivered them into their hand. Verse 18, because they relied upon the Lord God of their fathers. Another man did that. His name was Asa. In chapter 14, verse 8. And Asa had an army of men that bear targets and spears out of Judah, 300,000 out of Benjamin, that bear shields and, 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 and bows, drew bows, 280. Four score thousand, 280,000 men. They were all mighty men of valor. They were well trained. And we've been well trained, but you know, if we just trust in ourselves, we're going to fall. Sometimes the temptation seems like it's overwhelming. I heard someone today talking to someone about how overwhelmed we can become with temptation and with problems in our life. Here in verse 9, Israel was overwhelmed, and there came against them Zarek, the Ethiopian with a host of a thousand thousand, that's a million, if you don't know your math, and 300,000 chariots. This is a great army. It reminds me of Satan. Satan, it seems like with his power in the wilds, he has us overwhelmed. We think, how can I resist? You can resist. You can stand. But it takes relying on the Lord. Asa cried unto the Lord, his God, in verse 11, and said, Lord, it is nothing with thee to help. Wherewith? With many or with them that have no power. Now, they had power there. They had, you know, they had several thousand themselves, hundreds of thousands. But they're going against a million. Help us, O Lord, for we rest on thee. In the name we go against the multitudes. The Bible says that they won the battle. Oh, young person, learn to do that. Learn to be ready. Learn to put on the army. That's part of the training. But then in the time of battle, you've got to use that training and say, God help me, amen? You got to trust in him. 16, verse 7. Turn to that, chapter 16, verse 7. And at that time, Hananiah, the seer, came to ask the king of, the Ju- king of Judah and said unto him, Because thou hast relied on the king of Syria, not relied on the Lord thy God, therefore is a host of the king of Syria escaped out of thine hand. They lost the battle. And then he reminded him, remember when those Ethiopians and the Lubans, a huge host, a million, 300,000 chariots, Their horsemen, yet because thou didst rely on the Lord, he delivered them into thine hand. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show him so strong in the behalf of those whose heart is perfect to him. Oh, have that perfect heart. What is the perfect heart? The perfect heart is trusting in him. It's getting up in the morning, getting ready for the battle, getting in the word of God, renewing your mind, being ready for the battle, and then going out that door ready. There's going to be temptation. I've got to be ready. I've got to have my war face on. 
Because if not, you're going to be like that troubled fountain and corrupt spring and shame on you when it's not necessary. The Bible says, and number three, we need to trust and we'll be stronger. When we trust and we resist Satan's, we become stronger soldiers of Christ. You know, when, when, when uh, green soldiers are after their first battle, they're stronger for it. Green soldiers are now veterans, and they have even more strength against the enemy. And so do we. 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7. I'm going to finish with this. 1 Peter, this and another verse. 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7. 1 Peter chapter 1, 6 and 7. Verse 6. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Oh, our, do we face manifold temptations as Christians. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory. When we go through the fire of temptation, if we stand, we'll be more precious than gold. We'll be like gold tried with the fire. We'll be unto the praise and honor and glory of God. We'll be a trophy of his grace. Isn't that what you want to be? That's what I want to be. Then it says in James chapter 1, verse 12. James chapter 1, verse 12. James chapter 1, verse 12. Not too far away. James chapter 1, verse 12. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. When we go through the temptation and say, no, we're blessed. We'll receive a crown of life. We become stronger because of it. Don't you want to be stronger? Don't you want to be useful for the master's use? Then what we need to do is say no to iniquity. Amen? Say no to iniquity. Say no to iniquity and make sure that we're in a clean vessel. And when we fall, we need to clean up, dust ourselves off and say, sorry, Lord, forgive me. And then go on in the battle. The Bible says when we're a clean vessel, God can use us. 2 Thessalonians 2, the verse, last verse we'll look at. 2 Thessalonians. 2 Timothy, I'm sorry. 2 Timothy. Chapter 2, 2 Timothy chapter 2, the Bible says in verse 21, If a man therefore purge himself from these, from sin, and we do that in the power of God's might, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Flee also youthful lusts. You want to be a Christian that God can use. You want to be combat effective? You need to be able to say no to Satan so that you'll be prepared for every good work. You need to resist the devil, not in your own power, but in the power of God. And you'll become a stronger Christian. The Bible says that if we are empty, clean vessels, that will be useful vessels instead of harmless vessels. I don't want to be a harmless soldier on the battlefield. I don't want to be someone who's just worthless. I want to be combat effective. Yield not to temptation for yielding a sin. Each victory will help you. Some other to win. You'll be stronger. Fight manfully onward. Dark passions subdue. Look ever to Jesus. 
He will carry you through. Recognize that you need Jesus. But then realize you can go through the temptation. There's no excuse when you rely on him. He will carry you through. But the question is, are you relying on him? Are you standing in the power of his might? Are you getting up every morning, putting on the armor of God, putting on Jesus, saying, God, I'm going to need you again. He will carry you through. Don't doubt that. Be Recognize your weakness, but be strong. Don't be a corrupt spring. Don't be a troubled fountain. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Satan wants there to be fewer and fewer laborers on the field. He wants there to be fewer and fewer combat effective soldiers of Christ. He wants those that are perhaps laboring to be worthless, to be harmless soldiers. Lord, help us not to want to be harmless soldiers. Lord, help us to be able to stand. Lord, help us to rely on you every moment of every day. Getting up in the morning, putting on that army and keeping it on until we lay it aside to go back to sleep. I pray these things in your name. Amen. With head bowed and eyes closed.